Look around, what do you see? Cars, lots of them. And guess what? They're probably on Auto Trader. Whether you're into timeless classics or the latest trends, did somebody say solar-powered, eco-friendly, vegan, leather-wrapped, aromatherapy-scented, disco ball-equipped, self-driving car? If you see it on the road, you can likely find it on Auto Trader. Big cars, small cars, blue cars, new cars, used cars, electric cars, and one day, maybe even flying cars. With millions of options to choose from, buying a car becomes a whole lot easier. See it. Find it. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you Stuff You Should Know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super Stuff Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com. Available now exclusively on iTunes. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Chuck is cracking up. What is going on, Chuck? I just can't believe I said that. That's so gross. Yeah, we can't repeat what Chuck just said. He's a dirty, dirty boy. They're all going to wonder. His name is Charles W. Bryant. My name is Joshua M. Clark. I go by Josh. He goes by Chuck or Compass Head and Chuckers. Um, and uh, this is Stuff You Should Know. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. Are you on uppers? Yeah. Okay. I did a bunch of amyl nitrate, man. Everything is weird. Well, good for you. Thanks. So, Chuck... Um, Times are tough right now. Indeed. As you know. Mm -hmm. They're particularly tough for me. I am broke all the time, right? I know that. (laughs) Actually, we have this cool uh, monthly... Yeah, you know that because I like to bum money off a chuck once (laughs) in a while. Um, We have this monthly expenses calculator on the site. Have you been on it? No. It's... It's unnerving. Oh, really? It's got all this great stuff, and you, you know, like how much you estimate how much you spend on gas a month, mm-hmm. cable, your phone, insurance, all this, and, and then you put in at the top your your monthly gross income. Somehow, I'm living on negative two hundred and fifty four dollars a month. That's awesome. I have no idea how <laughs> I'm still alive. But Uncle Sam has. Well, Uncle Sam's in trouble too, but. They take quite a uh, bite. Well, imagine if I had put my net income in there. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be in the hole like a grand every morning when I wake up. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, times are tough. We're all very, very happy to be here at HowStuffWorks.com. HowStuffWorks.com. We love this place. Love it, seriously. Please don't fire us. <laughs> very <laughs> fortunate to have jobs. Exactly. Uh, as, as we know, remember, we met that guy, Chris. Mm-hmm. In our uh, in our, our podcast, yes, yeah. So, uh, or no, I'm sorry, our spoken word album. Right. I just got the uh, the cro- the cock eye from our producer Jerry. <laughs> the stink eye. She's like, don't even <laughs> say audiobook kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it, it's a little rough right now. One of the things I've learned is that as long as I have gas in the car, mm-hmm. beer, and cigarettes, I'm set. Because really, honestly, um, I have virtually discontinued eating. Like, I don't eat breakfast. I rarely ate breakfast anyway. I don't eat lunch. Um, and dinner is usually kind of small, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and it's amazing how quick your stomach shrinks, right? Yeah. Um, you just, I'm not hungry. I'm rarely hungry. Usually by about seven, which is when I'll eat dinner if I do. Right. 
Um, I'll be kind of hungry, but if I just say, no, I'm not really hungry, it goes away. Sure. Um, and drink some coffee and. That helps. But the problem is, is, is there's like, there's an arc where it's like, you know, uh, uh, appetite is suppressed, appetite is suppressed. And then all of a sudden, the caffeine just screams into your stomach and it, you, it really points out how empty your stomach is. Right. So you have to know where the cutoff point is, sure. right? Um, but no, I, I've been writing a lot of health articles lately. And it turns out that there is a, a well-known fact in the medical establishment. This isn't crackpot fringe stuff. That you're really unhealthy because you don't eat? No. <laughs> that that I will probably live longer than I normally would have because of a, a calorie-restricted diet. Right, which we've talked about before. We have. And I, I have found out quite happily that I accidentally fell... Uh, backwards. I, thank you, backwards. I'm like hung up on <laughs> profanity. Uh, into a, a calorie restricted diet, and right. I will live longer, even smoking cigarettes. Well, good luck with that, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, but th- the point is, is, is I- I've found that you can get by in very little money, right? And um, that just so happens to be what we're talking about right now. That was the longest setup in the history of stuff you should know, which is good—a new record. Thanks. I wasn't knocking it. Do I get a medal of <laughs> yeah. any kind? Because I would totally pawn it right now. Yeah, to buy cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Josh, you can get by. The, the, I think what's the name of the article? Uh, How much money do I really need to live? Yes. Written by uh, Jane, our colleague Jane McGrath, who mm-hmm. is our fine, fine uh, financial and money writer, mm-hmm. and she also has her own podcast, "Stuff You Missed in History Class," yes. with uh, Candace Gibson, editrix extraordinaire. Indeed. Actually, no, it's not Candace Gibson any longer. Our dear Candace got married. Candace Keener. Candace Keener now. C K. So Chuck, what what do we? How much money do we need to live? I don't know how much I need to live, but I mean, as far as the government's concerned, don't they have some sort of estimate that I may have heard of? I think you're talking about the poverty threshold. Yes, which again, reading this article, th- that's a very little money that the government considers the poverty line. Right. I, I looked it up in 2009 for for a single person. The government thinks you can get by on $10,830 a year. Yeah. You actually lived below the poverty line one year. No, you didn't. I did. Not too long ago. (laughs) Wow, Chuck. This is when I was uh, in the film business and I was working as a PA and I made very, very little money. But like with this article, I had very cheap apartment. Mm -hmm. I had- uh, In LA? Yeah. Is there such a thing? There was at the time. I I had a really good deal going. And uh, you know how it works, dude. didn't buy much food. I yep. bought really cheap food, uh, and I, I was able to do it. I was shocked when I got my um, statement at the end of the year. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I yeah. lived on that, yeah. and I didn't feel like I really missed out on much. That's crazy. Well, it's because you're hanging out with Matthew McConaughey the whole time. Yeah, true. Yeah. Maddie. So that, that's that's for one person. Ten grand, $830. Right. Um, that's absolute poverty, which they've been uh, they've been looking at this kind of stuff since the 1960s. Right. Well, let me say also a family of four, as far as uh, in 2009, supposedly mm-hmm. can get by on twenty two thousand fifty dollars. A family of four. Wow, that's insane to me. But yeah, so this is this is uh, this all comes from the 60s. There was an analyst named Molly Orshansky, mm-hmm. and he came up with the poverty line. Right. Yes. Basically, what he did was he estimated the total annual cost of a healthy diet. In America. Right. And then he multiplied it by three because he'd read a 1955 USDA report that said that Americans spend about one-third of their income on food. 
So that would make sense. You figure out right. how much food you need and then multiply it by three, and then you have the poverty line. That's the least amount of money you need to make. Right. And the Census Bureau adopted that. They like, this is a great job. True. And unfortunately, they've been using it ever since. Right. Uh, with very little adjustment, uh-huh. right? So they, so they adjust for inflation, the inflation of, uh, or increases in, in the, the price for food, that kind of thing. But really, it's still based on that original formula. Right. With the one-third number, I think that's what's causing a lot of, of issues. Some yeah. people think say that one-seventh of your income is what you actually spend on food now. Yeah. And also, you have to take into account, like back in the in the 50s and early 60s, you didn't have to get a, a loan to buy a car. Right. They, they, they've become exponentially more expensive. Mm-hmm. You also didn't have cable TV. Right. You also didn't have wireless internet. Right. You also didn't have cell phones. Any internet, for that matter. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Thanks for that one. Uh, we have so many more bills today mm-hmm. that the formula should have been changed years and years ago. Right, but the bills, I think, this is the crux of the matter, is want versus need. And that's kind of the crux of the article, is do you need wireless internet? People think they can't live without their cell phone, but... Right. Not too long ago, all of us lived without a cell sure, phone, and it sure. wasn't that big of a deal. Well, there's this thing called uh, relative needs. Do you remember when we talked about the five-day weekend? Uh-huh. We talked about relative needs, right. and it was uh, a, a, like, say, your neighbor gets a really big TV, and all of a sudden, you, you need a TV, but you need a really big TV. Right. Right? That's a relative need. Absolutely. But not all relative needs are kind of wanty, grabby needs, like I need to beat my neighbor. Right. Uh, they also reflect the competitiveness that we have in the marketplace, in, mm-hmm. in the, the labor force, right? Right. Like if you have a cell phone and the guy who's up for a job next to you has only a landline and has to go home or use a pay phone right. to stay connected, who's going to really come out on top? Right. Or you might just miss the one call that you need. You know? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, th- there there are certain things that you could say, yeah, that's kind of frivolous. We did without them. But the fact is everybody else has them. Exactly. So you kind of have to have them to stay competitive. Right, right. Like – um. I've been trying to find any way I can to cut down on monthly expenses, and one clear way is to just get rid of my cable. Yeah. But I'm not going to get rid of my cable entirely because I still need wireless internet because I work at home a lot. Sure. You know? And so, we, we have a research-based job, so we need the internet. Exactly. And and the cell phone. Like, yeah, you can pare it down. Like, I could have a pretty bare-bones um, uh, cell phone plan, mm-hmm. and it would save a few bucks. But if you really look at it, it's like, oh, I'm saving like 30 40 bucks a month, right. which technically adds up over the course of a year. Right. But really, you're like, ah, that, I just went through that in gas. Right. You know? So it's kind of a frustrating balancing act, uh, trying to pare down monthly expenses, right? Yes, absolutely. So so what what are some of the things you can do there, Chuck, if you want to really look at how to live on the least amount of money. Well, Josh, I was raised by my mother and father, mm-hmm. but namely my mother raised our family of five on a elementary school principal's salary of, of, in the 1970s and 80s. It was just your dad working? Just my dad. My what? mom quit uh, teaching to raise the kids and then yeah. went back to teaching later once I was older. And she did a sterling job, by the way, Thank Chuck. you. Thanks, Mom. Uh, but my mom is and what was and is a master... Um, economist, microeconomist. Uh, she was able to, she clipped coupons, mm-hmm. which is one of the things that we highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, she had a box filed with coupons, alphabetized. Mm-hmm. It was all very organized. We shopped at the uh, discount to clothiers, like uh, Marshalls, my mom did that too. places my, like that. My mom was pretty good like that too, and she could never understand 
why I would I would just refuse to wear Knights of the Round Table clothing. She's like, it looks exactly the same. I'm like, no, see that? That's a little flag. Was it supposed to be the polo? Polo. Oh, okay. It looked just like the polo thing, except instead of a polo right. uh, mallet, the, mm-hmm. the top of the, the mallet, it was a flag. Right. And I got to tell you, when you're 11, every kid around you sees that flag. You oh, zero yeah. in on that flag. Well, try me, buddy. I, I Not only that, but in my family, we shopped at the, the store that had the uh, the flaws in the clothing. Oh, an outlet store. Yeah. Well, you know, no, it wasn't funny. an outlet store. It was called. I can't remember what it's called. But factory store. No. Nah. Liquidator. No. I don't. I'm out of. I got. But nothing. it's basically like you'll. It, it'll be the name brand. It'll be like, hey, the, look at those Converse shoes, but they're missing two eye holes, <laughs> or your 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 jeans are missing a zipper. That kind of thing. Well, what's funny is as I've grown older, I've come to see the value and stuff like that. Absolutely, man. Like who pays full price? Who pays retail? Not me. And that goes back to my point: is growing up, I I always felt like I was uh, maybe missing out here and there. And not that we were, I mean, poor by any means. I always felt like I had everything I needed. But I didn't go get the members-only jacket. Right. And I didn't get the parachute pants. And now Which I look back. Which is actually good. No, yeah. Now I think God. You didn't look like a my, jackass. Yeah, for my mom not getting me those things. And the end result is, as an adult, I, I have a natural inclination toward being a little more frugal and watching my money mm-hmm. in some ways. But I'm also my father's son who... Is notorious for blowing money on flights of fancy, so I always I also have that. So it's a nice balance. That is a good balance. Like uh, I, I won't, I'll walk around behind my wife turning out lights, and I'll uh, try and recycle everything under the sun and reuse it. But I'll go out and like blow five hundred bucks on a guitar without even thinking. And he will, people. I have been there with him when he did. <laughs> it was a great guitar. What was it? Uh, well, it's, it's a nice guitar. Okay, Chuck's afraid <laughs> you're going to break into his house and take his guitar. So coupons? Wait, let me also say that I want to give a shout out to my mom, okay, who was a very, very great woman at being thrifty, but also making her kids feel like we were rich. As right. I've grown older, I've realized, yeah, not everybody ate turkey loaf and drank green Kool-Aid for dinner. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like, hats off. Yeah. yeah. Hats off to moms. Mother's Day is approaching. Let's just Yeah, here's to you, moms. moms. Great. So uh, clipping coupons is a good way, Josh. Uh, buying generic. I know I go. There's a great grocery store in Atlanta called Kroger. I, I think I don't know if they're nationwide. I know they're in the Kroger's, southeast. Yeah, they're pretty big. But man, I buy the Kroger brands. It's always cheaper. It's just as good. Especially their delicious private stock brand. <laughs> right, Chuck. Uh, do you remember the generic, like the generic brand? There was a brand that yes. was like it was a like it was a white box. Yep, and it would say in black block <laughs> letters "Brand Flakes," yeah. and then there was a UPC code. And that was it. Yeah. Did you ever see the beer? No. Oh, it was great. My first, this was my brother lived in Los Angeles. My first visit ever to LA, me and some friends from UGA went and stayed with my brother. Yeah. We went to the store and to get some beer. And literally the first thing our eye went to was the six pack of white cans that said beer. Nice. And we loaded up. It was awful. Did it, Oh, was it bad? Oh, it was terrible. Could you stomach it? Did you finish it? Well, of course. I was in college. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was back then. I have never seen that. I would love, I'm going on eBay after yeah. this to see if I can find some. Well, it's not around anymore. And that's, uh, Somebody's got it in their garage somewhere. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Some uh, 2012-er. Yeah. We could probably find some Billy beer on there. Oh, yeah. From uh, Billy Carter. Sure. Some 2012-er. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. 
Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so check. We've got uh, coupons. Coupons, generic. We've got generic. There's also uh, cooking at home is huge. Oh, yeah. Number one, if you're like out and about and you're not cooking, mm-hmm. but you're poor, you're say goodbye to vegetables in your diet. Yeah. Because, you know, no fast food place sells vegetables, and if they do, they're no longer nutritious. They have been slathered in fat and deep fried so long that right. you might as well just eat, you know, blocks of cheese. Right. That's it. Um so yeah, you you if you can cook at home, number one, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the article, uh, Jane cites a source that that says that if if you bring your own lunch to work every day, you can you can save about nine hundred and sixty bucks a year. Yeah, struck me as very low because yeah, around too. here you can't get lunch for less than ten bucks. Yeah, eight eight to ten. It, I, I let's go with ten because the math's a lot easier. Okay, but that comes to if you go out every day, which uh, there's a lot of people who work with us that do. I know, nice. um, and that's like twenty twenty five hundred bucks a year. I know, that's a lot of cheese. I feel guilty when I eat out lunch. Yeah, I do. I feel like it's a complete waste of money if I don't like bring my sandwich or something, and I'm forced to eat out. I'll, I'll try and skip lunch, but yeah, it makes me like I don't want to go home and say you know I spent twelve dollars on lunch. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't either. I know what you mean. I um, value a buck. I'll Sorry. treat myself sometimes. Generally, I don't eat lunch. I, I'm a Gordon Gecko adherent. But let me give you a little tip, and I know you already know this. If you ever happen to be hanging around the courtyard uh-huh. downstairs around twelve, twelve thirty, yeah. and you see Roxanne Reed, strike up a conversation with her because she has a policy of buying lunch for whoever she runs into while she's down there. She bought me lunch one day. She bought me lunch twice. Well, we just need to time this better. Okay. Alternate. <laughs> yeah, we can both just be there with big doe eyes like, hey, Roxanne. So, yeah, need versus want, Josh. That's what it comes down to. If you're uh, suffering in these tough times, I think what you need to do is take a good, hard look at your finances, break it down, line it out item by item, and really think about it. Do I need cable or can I get rid of it for yeah. the next six or eight months? Especially with the new digital transmissions. Apparently right. that opened up, if it works, it opened up a lot more channels than, than was available with just rabbit ears. And sure. it's a lot clearer, too. So that's something. Right. I went uh, without cable a couple of times in my life for extended periods. And I thought I was going to miss it, man. But after a little while, you, you just kind of forget. It's like not eating. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. I've done it uh, once or twice before. And you get used to it really quickly. Right. Although we're not saying that you should not eat people. That's Josh's bag. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Chuck. It's not healthy. We're not encouraging that. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I think the irony is, is in this uh, article, we never really say 
<laughs> how much it takes. It's more like a relative thing. Yeah, it's all personal. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, as you were saying, I think it's, it is time for us to take a good long look at our finances. It seems like we, we, we're coming out of a phase where, you know, just conspicuous consumption uh, is a thing of the past. You yeah. see somebody riding around in a Hummer. It's like, did you miss the memo? Right. Like, I realize you can't sell that thing to anybody or give it away for free, but it seems like uh, at least the U.S. is kind of taking this new tack where we're getting a little more frugal. And, you know, it's there's, a, there's a big difference between, you know, being you know, wealthy and rich and, and, you know, being able to take care of yourself and your family. Right. And it's good that it's in. I, I feel it I feel is. good about that. And the other thing is, is don't forget to save. Save money? Saving is huge. Yeah, it's it an is. important thing. We are not a nation of savers, mm-hmm. and apparently it's we're becoming more and more of a nation of savers, which is heartening. It's a good thing. Yeah. You know what I hope, dude, is that this whole recession blows over and that we're all better for it in the end. Ultimately, we will, but you know, like the uh, the Great Depression era grandparents that everybody mm-hmm. gripes about, it's like, God, okay, yes, I understand. <laughs> you can use this coffee can for 80 different things, right. and you have been. We're that generation, dude. We're in, in the making. Right. We're going to annoy the kids that come behind us yeah. badly. Yeah. That's how it always works. Yeah. So uh, look forward, you whippersnappers, to hearing from Chuck and I, because we're going to tell you all about how bad it was in Ought 9. I'd like to also say if you want to learn more about um, how much money you need to live, you can go to uh, – you can type that into HowStuffWorks.com in our handy search bar. And uh, there's that monthly income or monthly expenses calculators, and there's a bunch of really great personal Tools. finance mm-hmm. links in that article. It's a good one, by again, by Jay McGrath. Um, so let's do the blog thing, Chuck. Right. Uh, speedy plug. We have a blog now. We've been writing on it. We have people uh, – posting comments and it's a lot of fun and we encourage you to check it out on uh, the right side of the homepage. And also I'm glad you said that because you just gave me my new hotel pseudonym. What is it? Speedy Plug. Oh, that's pretty good. Thanks. We actually had a bunch of people write in with suggestions for Yeah, we need pseudonyms. to do that for uh, listener mail. Yeah, time. I need to okay. compile those. Yeah. Those are good. Because there were a lot of them that were French. Did you notice that? No. Yeah. So uh, should we, and quickly, our audio uh, spoken word uh, record <laughs> album. Yeah. Our spoken word album called The Stuff You Should Know Super Stuff Guide to the Economy. It's up on iTunes. Mm-hmm. $3.99 worth every penny we're coming to realize. Um, and uh, you can type in Super Stuffed in, in the search bar of your iTunes while you're searching the iTunes store. And uh, it should be the first thing that comes up. And if you want to buy it, great for you. Right. Help support Josh and Jerry and Chuck so we're yeah. not uh, begging for nickels anytime soon. <laughs> Is it time? It's time for listener mail. Okay, Josh, I just have one today. This is from Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Patrick was writing in about Deja Vu, the Deja Vu episode. He wanted to respond uh, because we talked about biological Deja Vu, and he has some insight. He has an affliction, and this is really odd. He's had it since he was 12. He's now 25. Okay. Occasionally, I'll experience an intense sensation of deja vu, almost like a dream. I'll remember some scene or dialogue that feels incredibly familiar. Sounds like normal deja vu so far, right? Yeah. However, during this episode, I feel dizzy, start to mumble, and I usually need to brace myself against something for about 20 to 30 seconds. I'll recover, have a slight headache, and uh, the dizzy spells occur in clusters, so I'll have five or six of these in a given day, and then not experience them for a month or so. However, I'll just have one really intense deja vu episode that will cause me 
to completely lose consciousness for about 30 seconds. Okay, can I interject here? What yeah. is this person's name? Patrick. Patrick, I would like to strongly urge you to go see a neurologist, like, immediately. I'm not done. Okay. Pay attention. Thanks. Uh, some other weird traits. These happen uh, once a month, almost to the day, which is interesting. After the episode is over, he can't remember anything about it, uh, no memories of it. He attempts to write things down or describe them while they're happening, but it's just gibberish. Uh, it usually happens in the morning, uh, but in all kinds of situations. Standing, sitting, running, stressed, calm, whatever. He's gone to the doctor. No one can explain it. He's had two EEGs and an MRI, and various theories have included seizures, inner ear problems, salt deficiencies, and low blood pressure. Uh, luckily, it doesn't interfere too much with my daily life, aside from interrupted conversation every now and then. Patrick. Long story short, Patrick is a stigmata. Is he? I think so. That's my theory. He's very open. I appreciate Patrick sharing Yeah, this. thanks, Patrick. And yeah, I hope I'm glad you did uh, go see uh, yeah. a doctor. I hope you don't have anything really wrong with you. This, no, this I, I mean, I hey, as long as you're not going bonkers or, you know, it's not you're not hurting yourself, that's, that's cool. Right. So, yeah, that's my professional medical opinion. Of course, my formal training's in pediatrics, so... Right. Uh, he did actually that. ask us to... Uh, to Posit a uh, opinion on it, but we can't do that. I did. No idea. I already did. Yeah, but that's bunk. Okay, so uh, that was that. That was Patrick. We appreciate you, Patrick, the stigmata. And uh, if you're a stigmata or you suffer from some sort of religious affliction or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.